0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The
1: Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We are here today at the Union Pub and Grill for your Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's, everyone. Paul Swan, your host for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, we are going to be here until 6 o'clock, but you can come down anytime. That's right. You can come anytime, and you can take advantage of the specials on a Monday: $1.50 fifty bottles, two dollar call shots. It's every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Of course, and I do mean this. Of course, here's the thing. Here's the thing to keep in mind. This will be a great starting off point for your Valentine's today. This this would be a great place for you just to set it up, start it off. You know. You, it's like a kickoff you come down here for valentine's day and it's like a kickoff so the union pub and grill this is where you kick off your valentine's and of course i'm here till six and they'll be here for you as well you can come down anytime monday through saturday the union pub and grill of course they're closed on tuesday so i had to amend that real quick all right let's get going here we got a lot to get into today as i mentioned we're here at the Union, and we're usually here at the Union talking about a Marshall game on a Saturday. Not the case yesterday. On Super Bowl Sunday, of all Sundays, the Thundering Herd in action. They were on the road at UTEP, and they defeated UTEP 88-79 to after trailing by eight points in the first half. So the Herd now improves to 9-16. and They're 2-10 now in Conference USA, so that is great. You got to win. Maybe you can get another one, and another one, and another one. You know, start piling these things off and getting some momentum here. And of all people, Goran Miladinovic, career high seventeen points, eleven rebounds. Andrew Taylor had thirteen. Michael Byers had thirteen. Wait, I mean, let's look at the stat line for a second. Then we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni. I didn't get a chance to do a post game yesterday, so this is sort of me doing the post game. We're just going to put the finishing touches on this one because Marshall in that game. Shot 31 of 55. That is 56 point percent. How about that? That's some shooting right there. They were 13 of 27 in that first half, 18 of 28 in the second half. They were 64 percent shooting in that second half. The three point line was much better to the herd 47 percent in that first half, 7 of 15, second half, 4 of 7. So a little bit more selective with those three point shots, and they shot them a lot better 57 percent. Free throws. UTEP won that battle there, twenty to twenty-three. Twenty of twenty-three, Marshall hit fifteen of twenty-three. Or this thing might have been a little bit more of a uh, a bigger margin for the Thundering Herd. Points in the paint, Marshall got a lot of points in the paint, thirty-six. UTEP only can manage twenty-four. I like this number, 18 points off turnovers compared to 13 for UTEP. That's a number I like there. And, of course, you want to look at rebounding. Rebounding is always important for the Thundering Herd. Won that battle 36-27. to So you add all of that, put it together, Marshall got it done. And the assist number, 24 assists. I love that number. They were making plays. They were finding the open man, Andrew Taylor. 5 of 14, I like that. 2 of 7 from the three-point line, or his line might have looked a little different. 7 of 10 for Gorin, that's pretty good there. 5 of 8 for Obina. Michael Byers, 3 of 5. Just go down the list, and you see one guy that was in single digits. Tavion Kenzie, 7 points. But here's a number you don't maybe hear about much. You just say, oh, Tavion only got 7 points. He had 11 assists. 11 assists for for Tavion, only three turnovers. He had two steals as well. The Herd had eight steals in the contest. Now, UTEP did a little bit better there, 10. But ultimately, the thundering Herd got it done. And they had some fire to them. There were four technicals. I've never been in a situation where I've seen a game with four technicals. Dan likes them. Dan, I think Dan's just using them now. He's he's doing his, his thing just to fire the team up. Kenzie gets one. I mean, come on, really? Tavy on Kenzie, technical. Serrani gets one. Byers gets one. I mean, it's crazy. I've never seen a situation like that. And you know, I know some of you are of the conspiracy theory type that say, "Oh, that's just Conference USA. Don't like the herd. Marshall's leaving early. Don't like the herd. Maybe, maybe not. Still." It's crazy to think that Marshall was in a game with four turnovers and still won the contest. Now, we didn't get a chance to hear from Dan D'Antoni yesterday. Again, we had Super Bowl coverage, so we had to duck out early. I do have Dan. Now, the version I got, he came in. I don't know if they were recording. He came in just screaming, hooping, and hollering. I thought he was 40 or 50 years younger than he usually uh, you know, looks. I mean, he was happy. He was screaming. So, here is Dan D'Antoni. You probably didn't get a chance to hear it yesterday. For those of you, who maybe listen to the post game with me. Dan D'Antoni's comments after this victory: We
2: played better, played much better, like we're capable of playing. The ironic thing about this whole thing
0: is, just three days ago, we were sitting here and you you were calling for more fire from your team. I guess the refs sort of took notice of it. You teed up four times in a game.
2: Well, <laughs> I see Mike's a little bit, see Tavion's a little bit. They're still. You know, could have gone over and said, back off. But it is what it is. You know, we won the games. And, uh, they played much harder. What did they responded to our prayer meetings, and that's good. And they responded together. And uh, there's no quitting this team. We're going to be a tough out when it's all over now. This was a hot team and a tough place to play. And uh, it's going to be a tough – we'll be a tough out.
0: You'll, you'll almost take the technical sometimes if they keep that energy about them, won't you? I mean, it's it's better than the, the other end of the stick.
2: Well, I hope the reason they had energy wasn't the technicals. I hope the energy came from our prayer meetings. and, and practice yesterday, I kind of stopped it. And, uh, the second group was running. The scout team was running the offense. They scored twice on us, and I go, fellas, how can you say you're good when you can't stop a scout team? Who's just got the offense and ran it maybe twice and they score on Can't beat, fellas. Well, they shut them down the next 10 times. But see, I, 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 to call that out, we got to get above where we call that out. Maybe this will help us. They kind of understand that good things happen. It's almost like a
0: repeat of UAB. I mean, all the numbers is where you want them 56, 50, 66 from the free throw line. You want, I mean, you want every, you want, if you look at the stat sheet, you
2: want every, you want every one. Well, it, it again. We're, we're athletic enough and long enough, and big enough to play like this. And it it is our our you know you know just and and I want this in a positive direction because I love these kids and, and they they play hard. And I personally I like every one of them. But we were lacking a focus fire a fire focus to compete at this level and. When you do that, you don't shoot well. You don't have the energy and the focus that you need to pull off and perform at a high level. And I thought uh, yesterday's practice, after we stopped it, I told them then we went on runs, big runs. They were defending, doing things, and then we carried it over into this game. I was happy for him.
0: Looking at Goran, that's somebody that, you know, you haven't been able to, to keep on the floor for steady minutes. It seemed like not only – did he have a lot of energy today, but his stamina was there too. He played 31 minutes. I think that's, uh, uh should be a career high. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I think um, so.
2: <laughs> and four, four or five. Seven. Three or four minutes. Give me out, coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, if you don't, for all those doubters are going, I'm telling you, you got talent, boys got talent. He's got the good hands. He's got soft touch, seven foot 245. And, can't give up on that guy and, and you wouldn't if you came every day to practice you could see him going from not being able to play to easily moving forward to where he became a factor and I, I think this is going to help him it may, he may won't be a straight shot up but again I think this will be there there's something we can remind him about and I just think that uh, before it's all over with this guy's going to be a real asset to the pro
0: you look at at Andrew and Tavion today, they've been your bulk scorers throughout much of the season. Today, they were really facilitators when you look at it. I uh, think they combined for 17 of the 24 assists you've gotten, and they didn't have to force anything because other guys were contributing. Is that the biggest benefit of of a game like this?
2: Well, their defensive scheme created that. They get above the picks, which means the ball's got to get out of their hand to the next guy. And uh, Goran really made the decisions from there on. He and, uh, uh, Tucson did a nice job, you know, getting up in there making decisions. But once you come above that pick now, it's four on three, our favorite. And uh, UAB did the same thing. So I don't want to give away too many secrets, but maybe they'll all come above the pick. I don't know. We'll see. But they're a well-coached team, and they play hard, man. They're quick, they're athletic, and defensively now they get into your crawl. If you get the ball moving on them, it's hard to catch that ball. I don't care how fast you are. And we got some wide open shots. Marco set out there, drilled three. And those were big because now they got to run faster and harder, which makes it easier. Looking forward,
0: a couple years ago, a win at UTEP really propelled you all into your final stretch. I think you won. Uh, three of four down the stretch, and then beat UTEP again in the Conference USA tournament before COVID hit. How big is a win on the road at UTEP? Just because, and I know you don't like going to game to game. <laughs>
2: there you, you, go. you know what my re- answer is
0: for a team that's kind of. mean, Grant. Now
2: we're getting on a plane. We're going back. <laughs> I think we play Charlotte. Is it Thursday, Charlotte? ODU, ODU excuse me. ODU, ODU. ODU. won't be a damn bang against ODU because they're not coming above picks. So, you know we're gonna to have to play. I, every game is different. Not, you know I don't want to. That's not being a smart ass. I'm not trying to be that. But just every game is different. And and I I know all you writers and I've listened to them. And I love bright reading. It's it's entertaining. But to be honest with you, every game is different. You got to bring it every game. And I was talking to their coach. He's a great guy too. Does a great job. He's turned his program. His athletes are the type of athletes we're looking for. Long, uh, six five point guard, long. Uh, but I was talking to him. He goes, I asked him, well, I said, how do you like uh, Conference USA? His response was, man, I didn't realize how good the coaches and players are in this league from top to bottom. He said, I know it's a one bid league, but let me tell you, I was shocked at how good <laughs> players, the coaches, that you got to bring it every day in this league. And it is a good league. And it's not getting the credit of what it is. But it's a tough league. You look how good Western Kentucky's been for the last five years. They ain't been to the tournament yet.
1: Dan D'Antoni throwing some shade at the Hilltoppers. I guess you can do that when you're leaving Conference USA. You can throw shade at your rivals. You can throw shade at anybody, especially when you're feeling pretty good. The, the UTEP Miners fall to the thundering herd, 88-79. to 79. All right, I'm going to open up that tax line for you. We haven't done this in a while. We didn't have a chance to do it yesterday. That text line is now open, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Tony Kemper, the ladies in action yesterday. I give equal time. I make sure to take care of my guy, Tony Kemper, who was rooting for the Bengals, by the way. I've told him that was a good decision. It turned out he was on the losing side of whatever Super Bowl party he was at or hanging out with, so... I feel bad for Tony. I feel bad that I told Tony that uh, that was the the right decision. I mean, it still was, but I feel bad. So we're going to hear from Tony Kemper. We're going to hear from you later on as well. I want to get your feedback, your thoughts. Uh, We've had some time now to decompress over the Super Bowl. We we are trying to work our way through that today. So we all went, got up, the sun came up. We, We went to work. We finished our days. We got through it. And now I'm here to, to wrap it up with you, help you get through it even further, long-term counseling if you need it. That's what I'm here for. I am therapy for the Tri-State. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You want it? Play it This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey.
3: Member FDIC.
1: We're here today at the Union Pop and Grill. Paul Swan, your host for the drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The text line remains open at 304 523 2275. That's 304 523 2275. First text from Holmes today. Hey, Paul, I'm excited about the win on the road. Maybe the best team effort this year. I was impressed with our bench play. Marco is looking good, getting his stroke down, and Milodinovic is playing much better. That sky hook looking good. We still have Toussaint, Dylan, Braun, and McKee coming off the bench. All of them are getting a lot of minutes and gaining confidence with experience. Am I tripping, or do we have a lot of talent? Our starting five is solid. I agree with you. We are going to be ready to make some noise in the conference tournament. Give Coach Dan credit for getting our young team tested and ready to make that run for the championship. You're doing awesome, Paul. Thumbs up, Holmes. I appreciate that. They can make a run. I'm not saying they can't. They could make a run. If they shoot like this, they shoot like this, they definitely can make a run. If they shoot... 56.4% and, I don't know, 50% like they did against UTEP for the rest of the way. They shoot 50% from three the rest of the way and shoot close to 60% for a game. Yeah, they can make a run. If they get more points off turnovers, yeah, they can make a run. If they out-rebound their opponents, yeah, they can make a run. 36 rebounds. 27 for UTEP. I'll take that. I'll take plus any time in the rebound column. I mean, UTEP got outscored by one in that first and then by eight in the second. I'll take all of that all the time. Uh, reported attendance for this 4,125. I I don't know. I don't know if that's true, though. herd has gone into some pretty empty buildings. So hopefully we'll have a crowd this week for the herd at the Cam Henderson Center. All right, women got it done yesterday as well. They kicked things off. It was a 1 p.m. game at the Cam Henderson Center. And Tony Kemper has got to feel good about his squad. They now improved to 12-10, and 7-6 and 6 in Conference USA. Savannah Wheeler had 16 points in that game. Leah Dunham also 16 points. And so my friend Tony Kemper, who decided to root along with me, root the Bengals on, he got it done. Uh, at least he got his win yesterday. And here's Tony Kemper's presser.
3: Coach, Tony Kemper, and then we'll take questions. Well, that was a win that we needed as a, as a group and team. And, um, you know, I thought our energy level built throughout the day. Um, I, I thought we were we were fine early, but I, I definitely thought, you know, we kind of built the momentum and stuff throughout the day. I thought we were better at the end than at the beginning. And I um, thought Aliyah Dunham was really pretty special. Handling their pressure and, and made a bunch of big shots to kind of help us separate. Um, Lorelei was good late. They really tried to go inside, and I thought she did a nice job of making it difficult without fouling. Didn't come down. You know, she, was, she stayed vertical. So um, there was always some contact in there, but there always is. But she didn't come down into hands, and so it's kept them off the free throw line. So I thought she was really, really big. And then rebounding, I thought she, she kept it you know, tough in there on the rebounding side form on the offensive end. So um, good, good win and a, and a much needed win. Um, good crowd that I appreciate, um, you know, here for a really good cause, the, the uh, Kay Yao Can- Cancer Foundation. Um, and I thought we had a great crowd, a lot of pink in there. And, uh, you know, it was a fun atmosphere. So got loud on some of those makes. And that's, you know, that's one thing that that I do feel like, This year we've really built that. I I think our crowds have been tremendous coming back from COVID. And um, I know that everybody from in our locker room really appreciates that. And and I've always felt like, um, you know, when we get our team playing good, I I feel like they'll really support it here. And I think they're they're showing that. So good to win Um, on to the next one a little bit. And, uh, you know, gave them Monday off. We'll have two days. Of prep leading into Old Dominion, huge challenge down there. That's a really good basketball team who played well in here. So we'll have to be better. You know, we'll have to figure out some things that make us better.
1: coach you ever seen you ever seen a team? I'm sorry, you ever seen a team take three charges? on like, I, I think it was three consecutive possessions. And that's got to be a huge, small, uh, huge spark. Yeah, I thought often,
3: that. They started. They started hitting. I mean, it was like you know the, during that sequence. Then they started hitting shots, and all of a sudden you're up double digits. Yeah, uh, Leah Dunham. She was great. I think she took two of them, and her feet are just so good. I mean, she she's obviously wasn't blessed with a lot of height, but man, she's got great feet. And she's kind of one of those players that sometimes you think they're over here, and then you turn your head, and they're already on the other side before you know they're over there. And I thought she really did that um, right there in that sequence. Maybe I can't remember who the other one was that took one, but I thought they were all all similar, if I remember right. So. Um, that did. That was a. That was kind of an area where we made a push right there in that moment that you're talking about. May, finished with some shots on the other end as well. So, um, I, I thought offensively in the second half we were definitely better um, than we were in the first half, just organization wise. And they do a nice job of um, keeping you off balance. It's it's pretty hard to come down there and be comfortable and understand what they're in. And uh, so, f- to a certain degree, you've got you've got to space the floor and your players have to make good decisions. And um, I thought for the most part we did that. You know, Coach was in a mystery about attitude and really just a tough mindset. You know, you look at and, and there was a sequence,
0: I think it was the third quarter, you know, while the charges were going on, Dunham gets, uh, Dunham gets doubled and, and then Utah gets called for a foul and they kind of get out of sorts. She hits Wheeler, Wheeler hits a three, and, and she's yelling a staff coming back down. It just
3: sort of seemed like, you know, this was a game where Dunham wasn't gonna let this team lose. Yeah, I, I think I think to a certain degree you're probably right, you know, and I, I we have an old team and, and that's what we need out of Leah Dunham, and that's what we need out of her um for the rest of the year, you know. I, I think that uh I do think that we're getting Bree back in the swing of things. I don't, she didn't have a great game tonight, but, um, you know, she missed two games. She's been – she hasn't been quite as good coming back from that. we got to get her going now. But I've felt all along that um, when we get – you know, when we get our, our group together for a while and playing well, um, that this – you know, this is a good basketball team. So it was tough. You know, we made it tough on them again. Um, they didn't make a lot of shots, and – if they're going to do that, you got to keep your defense packed in there, and that's what we did. I thought we contested pretty hard for the most parts, especially on the right people. And you know, they go two for fourteen and um, got us pretty good on the glass, uh, but they didn't get us in the moments that they needed to get us to come back. So, um, good enough defensive effort in and in a, in a much needed win.
0: and Abel, you know, UTEP's offense, it seems to go through Gallego so much. It seems like between Dunham, Wheeler, whoever was switching off honors, he was just pretty frustrated. How much of an emphasis was it on making things uncomfortable that way they could get into their
3: flow? Yeah, you know, they run a lot of stuff. They're one of the best cutting teams that I've – they really basket cut, which um, not a lot of people do that. A whole bunch of face cuts to the rim. Um, so kind of from all different spots and then they, you know, they have, they have big long guards, so they try to really get it in there at all spots. And I thought we did a nice job of that. Um, I think our players understood, you know, how good Gallegos is. And so they did a nice job on that, but we didn't really come into this game. We didn't have a lot of prep time either. Um, you know, we really were on one day prep, um, we were off coming back from, uh, from FIU. I just felt like that was the right day this week to give them off to try to save their legs. Um, so, you know, we, we had to run through a lot of different stuff, and I thought for the most part they did a pretty good job of that. You know, it kind of came down to are you, are you tough and you want to get stops without fouling, and, and they did. You know, they figured it out. So, it, you know, obviously it's important when you've got a player like that that's, that's that quality that you can have her have a bad – help make her have a bad game, you know, and we did that today.
0: The, the late surge to end the second quarter. Uh, you know, you all struggled again, and, and that sort of happened at home at times this year. You know, struggling
1: out of the gate, I think you hit five your first 22. But to end the half hitting five of,
0: uh, five of seven, and to get a victory from Dunham going into the break, just what was, what was the locker room like and how much different was the feel from, let's say, the, the second quarter media timeout where you're still trying to find
3: yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think it was obviously really important. We never really gave it back after that. Now, there was a couple times in the third quarter where if we don't make that push, you know, that would have been even or we would have given up the lead at times. And so I thought it was a huge push to kind of lighten the room, if you will as far as feeling a little bit better about what we had going on, on the offensive end. So, it, it, you know, it's been, a, it's been a struggle for us to shoot the ball and things like that. And, and some of the credit or a lot of the credit goes to some of those defensive teams we've been playing. I mean, it, it's, it's not easy to score on some of them. So um, you couple that with we have a couple off nights and, and it's hard in there. So I, I know for a fact that it was good for them to watch their shot go in a little bit today. And, um, and then we coupled it with enough stops to, to get it done.
1: Tony Kemper, his remarks after his victory, good job by the Thundering Herd beating UTEP yesterday, 60 to 48. So the women again improved to 12 and 10. They're seven and six in league play. So they're gonna be okay in the conference USA tournament. The men, they're gonna be the fourteen seed. I don't see them making their way anywhere above twelve, but they'll be in the tournament. So that's the good news. So We'll get your comments. Text line is open. It, it, you, you can do that now, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. When we continue, we'll get your text in. We got to do it now. We have We have to talk about it. I can't get away from it any further. Super Bowl 56 did not go the way I wanted it to go. We will talk about it. I am therapy for the tricet after all. Come to this therapy session when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. With Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930,
0: presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank.
1: Coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, this is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It is Valentine's Day. You can make your first stop for Valentine's Day right here at the Union Pub and Grill. $1.50 bottles, two dollar call shots. It's every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. All right, we gotta talk about it now. We had to talk about the herd first. We just had to start with the positive. Let's uh, let's end on the let's end on the not so positive here. I, I don't know if you know this, the Super Bowl was yesterday and the Bengals lost. Heartbreaking. I mean, they they don't get blown out in the Super Bowls. And they usually lose by last-minute heroics. And that was the case again. And for a while, I thought, oh, maybe they can pull this out. You remember when Joe Burrow hit T. Higgins for that 75-yard bomb? And some people said, hey, you know what? The refs kind of gave him a break on that. Uh, I'm a little biased, but no, nah, I think that was okay. That was legit. So the Bengals take a 17-13 lead. And then... You get an interception of Matthew Stafford. What do you do with that? You got to settle for a field goal. That's a key play right there. You don't capitalize on your turnovers. That's key right there. Also, some of the stupidest, stupidest things that I have ever seen. You don't run on the field. If you are not a player on the field in the game, you do not run on the field. Vernon. Vernon Hargraves. Guess what? I don't know if I'm inviting him back to play uh, play with the Bengals again. Is there a, a stupidity clause I can sit there and exercise? That was not smart. I mean, that was yardage loss right there. And we can talk about a few things. I mean, For example, the Bengals are up 17-13. Burrow sacked early third quarter at the Rams 11-yard line. Burrow gets sacked. Got to go for the field goal, okay? Got to go for the field goal. Get the touchdown, a little bit different of a game. Up 20-16, to Bengals, third and nine, mid-fourth quarter. What happens? Tyler Boyd drops his first pass of the year at the marker. He picked the wrong time. I mean, you don't pick those times, but boy, he picked the wrong time to do that, didn't he? And then here we are, 2016, Rams 4th and 1, late 4th quarter. And, hey, guess what happens? Jet sweep, first down, 4th and 1, Rams 30-yard line, jet sweep, first down. And then let's talk about this. The Bengals are down 23-20, to 3rd and 1, it's late 4th quarter. Third and one. You're looking to get a yard so you can continue the drive. Here he comes. Here he comes, right? Joe Mixon. Pirine. You hand the ball to Pirine. What are you doing? And he gets stuffed. So Burroughs passes incomplete on the fourth down. And here we are. We're talking about what could have been. What could have been. And – I know Cooper Cup had a a great game, but I don't know if he's my player of the game. I don't think he's player of the game, honestly. Aaron Donald is player of the game. I can say that as a Bengals fan. He won the game for the Rams. It wasn't the late heroics. That was part of it. It was the way the Rams defense, especially in that second half, able to get the Joe Burrow. And what Aaron Donald was able to do, especially that last run stop, Pirine was not the guy. I'm not handing the ball to Pirine. I'm going to win or I'm going to lose with Joe Mixon. If I got one yard, I got to get one yard. I'm handing the ball to Joe Mixon. End of story. There's nobody else on that roster. And why that happened, I can't explain. I can't explain. And you know what? I'm not going to say that the, the, the call on Logan Wilson cost the Bengals. I mean, sure, the officials missed the offside, but we can just go all across the game here. We can nitpick this to death. And, of course, that's a big one right there. If the officials call the offside, we don't have that situation. We don't know what happens. But there were other opportunities as well for the Bengals. So my takeaway is, and honestly – I wasn't feeling pretty good after the game. As a fan, as a fan, I was pretty miserable yesterday. Watching the game, thinking about the game afterwards, thinking about the game today, I was pretty miserable. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still pretty miserable about it. I'm really salty about it. But Bengals got to the Super Bowl. The Bengals have a strong young nucleus. Will they get back? I don't know. Can they get back? Maybe. There's some things that need to be done, though. Because, honestly, I didn't think this was the year. I thought this was, like, maybe a year or two off from them having it all together because they got to get a line to protect Joe Burrow. they got to get a line really bad to protect him. So, yeah, I'm going to be miserable for a while. I'm going to be really miserable for a while. I can't sit there and go, oh, it's the official's fault. There were some things that you can just look at this and you can go, okay, would this have changed the the outcome? Maybe, maybe not. Would this have changed the complexion? Maybe, possible here. But you got to get touchdowns and you got to give credit to that Rams defense. And they got to Joe Burrow. He went down a record, tied a record. He was one away from being the guy that got got to the most. And you gotta give the Rams credit and you gotta look at one, the way the Bengals played. Nobody thought they would be there. No one gave them a shot in this and they almost won the Super Bowl. Now we don't live in an almost world. Almost doesn't count. Maybe in horseshoes. I think um I think a coach said that one time. Almost only counts in and horseshoes. I think that was Bob Pruitt. Should be fun though, if they can continue. It should be fun. We'll see what they can do. We'll have those games for you, of course, right here on ESPN ninety four point one AM nine thirty. Uh, you know, it's fun though. I mean, yeah, yeah, it stings. It, it really. I think this one stings a lot more. Hopefully, I don't have to wait another thirty three years because I'm going to be what eighty three. That's if I can get to 83. I'm hoping I can. I work in radio, so I don't know. It's the life expectancy sometimes in this job. It isn't the world's greatest. So I'm hoping I can get to 83, and I hope I can get a Super Bowl victory before I die. That's it. That's my big ask right now. Hey, can I get one before I die? I think that's the big ask of all Bengals fans. That's, that's the common question. You know, Can we get one before we die? Just one? Just one. That would be nice. It's okay. Got a few months to start working on this. i turned my attention to hockey. I got up this morning and watched the women go Team USA. It was fun. Played Finland. It's pretty good, actually. Pretty good game. USA wins, though. Going to meet Canada in the gold medal game. That's been fun to watch, the Olympics. And Team USA is uh, in the men's side. They're uh, top of uh, Group A, and they're also the number one seed. So, yeah, that should be fun to see that tournament. So, I'm uh, turning my attention to hockey, try to get over this Bengals loss, and I'm also getting ready for the NHL because uh, there's some Stanley Cup runs to be had here. Texer writes, wish the O-line had held strong on that final play. Bengals dude was wide open if Burrow just had time. You got it right. You got it right. If he had time, he could find his weapons. Now, Odell Beckham Jr., he went out in that game for for the Rams, and there's no telling what would have happened there. If he's healthy and he's able to play, this might be a different game altogether as well. We could be talking about maybe a, uh, a different game, the Rams winning convincingly. Instead, it was tight the entire way. I'm not saying that Odell was going to be that big of a game changer, but – He was a weapon, and he got his Super Bowl. So, hey, uh, Cleveland, I don't think uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was the problem. I don't think he was the problem for you. I think this is going to be a tough get to, again. You got to go through the AFC North. That's going to be tough because the Steelers aren't going to sit down, and the Ravens aren't going to just sit down, and maybe the Browns won't sit down. I don't know. But, yeah, O-line's got to get stronger. O-line has got to get better. Give Joe Burrow time. So there's going to be a lot of things I'm looking forward to seeing, what this team does, this management team does, this organization does, from now until preseason and then some. So hopefully free agency will see the team more active, addressing needs in the draft. I'm looking forward to all of that. But at the same time, the one thing I can take away from this that – I think a lot of us forget is how many of us really thought that they would be in the Super Bowl to begin with. If you're a Bengals fan, was this the year you're saying, oh, this is going to be the Super Bowl year? No, this is this is one you want to win, and it's going to hurt for a long time. It's going to sting. But, hey, this wasn't even the year I thought they would get there. So maybe, just maybe, this is sort of a, a, a dry run. Maybe this is a, a dry run. And you never know. This could be the one time they get to the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow, and he could be the next Dan Marino. I don't know. You got to win them when you're there. If you can't win them, remember at least you were there. And with that said, we're going to take our final break, come back, and we'll get more of your text in, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-275. And, of course, uh, we're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. $1.50 bottles, $2.00 call shots. So if you got a Bengals friend that is feeling really bad right now and they don't have a date for Valentine's Day, bring them here to the Union Pub and Grill. They'll be around a lot of caring people. And, again, you can take advantage of those specials. Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2.00 call shots here at the Union Pub and Grill. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll get more of your text in. I'm Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
2: This is The Drive with Paul Swan
0: on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal
1: Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member
3: FDIC. And
1: one final time coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill on this Valentine's Day. I hope you guys are having something uh, special tonight planned for uh, for those of you that are celebrating. And if you're not celebrating, that doesn't matter. You can be here at the Union Pub and Grill. $1.50 bottles, $2.00 call shots. If you're sad over the Bengals. Here at the Union Pub and Grill, $1.50 bottles and two dollar call shots. If you're a big Rams, if you're a Rams fan, I want it. I'd, I'd like to see one appear, and two, you could come celebrate here at the Union Pub and Grill. I guess the uh, the hint here is um, you always got to be here on Mondays at the Union Pub and Grill. All right, we got the Dan D'Antoni show coming up tonight. You can hear Dan's uh, thoughts as we move forward as the conference uh, race is heating up and. Wouldn't you know it, Marshall Men's Basketball versus Charlotte is going to be youth night. All middle schoolers and all youth league teams are invited to attend the game for free. So this is coming up on Saturday. 7 o'clock is tip. Kids should wear their youth team jerseys to the game to receive their complimentary ticket at the main entrance of the Henderson Center. Uh, You can also go on herd zone just head over to herd zone and you can use promo code youth night to purchase discounted tickets online in advance and of course if you uh, head over to herd zone and you uh, read the story you can get the link directly there and you can also call the ticket office 800 the herd or you can email herd tickets at marshall.edu for more information so Here's a reason for you to go support the herd on Saturday. It's youth night. We'll remind you again just just to point that out to you for the rest of the week because that will be awesome. Every time that I've had an opportunity to head over to the Henderson Center when my schedule is permitted, sometimes it's an afternoon game. If it's an afternoon game and I can get away from the office, and it's one of those games where they bring in kids, and uh, you know, to um, take it like a field trip. The Henderson Center is crazy; it is insane how much energy those little kids bring in. If we could get that kind of energy in the Henderson Center for Saturday, I mean, it would be insane as well. Just how nuts will that be if you get all that pent-up kid energy in there? So that's a great promotion. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that I, I got wind of that before we went off the air so uh, if you're um, if you're looking for something to do on a Saturday with your kids youth night youth night between the herd and the Charlotte 49ers you got to be middle-aged or younger middle age school or younger I mean you can go if you're a high schooler but you can't get the cool discount sorry the cool discount being free so head over to herdzone dot com to uh, check that out. So that's again, I like that. That's cool. I like what the promotions doing. They're doing a good job. They're doing a real good job. They're pretty active. Uh, I, I don't know the the ticket tweet that they they sent out earlier didn't rhyme. I, I get it. Roses are red, violets are blue. You're trying to come up with all kinds of rhymes. Uh, you know, you, they all can't be winners, but at least they're trying. All right, uh, we're going to wrap things up here at the Union. Don't forget, uh, you can always uh, come on Mondays, fifty bottles, $2.00 call shots. That's the Monday special. And, of course, you know they've got a different special every week, so you should come every day to see what the new specials are here at the Union Pub and Grill. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow. Don't forget, coming up later on, it's going to be the Dan D'Antoni show. Dan's going to be probably – I don't think he'll be screaming – I don't think he'll be yelling and hollering the way he was yesterday. He was pretty excited. But I'm sure he'll be pretty – he'll be calmed down just a little bit. Still in a pretty happy mood, I'm sure. All right, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great Valentine's Day, everyone.